Hello, welcome back everybody. This is Relic, a classic paintball podcast. I'm your host, Tori Shrum. Welcome back to the show. After the last four episodes and some technical difficulties, we are upgrading some of our uh, equipment over here at the Relic Classic Paintball Podcast. So uh, hopefully we are going to be coming out with uh, just better quality uh, episodes. So I hope you like this. Uh, This is actually supposed to or actually may be my last audio only podcast, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we're coming back. This is a few weeks after ICC, uh, had a fantastic time, uh, while I was there, got to see a whole bunch of old friends, got to meet a whole lot of new friends. And, uh, at the end of the, after the end of the episode, uh, I've got some shout outs, not all the shout outs, there's way too many people I met, but I do have some shout outs, uh, to some special people that I met while I was there and, uh, some thank yous, uh, to some as well. Uh, so my guest today is Tyler Humphrey, of Baltimore Trauma, and uh, enjoy the show. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Relic, a classic paintball podcast. I'm your host, Tori Shrum. And uh, this is a show. Uh, today I've got an old friend of mine and uh, no stranger to success in the paintball world or just a badass in general, uh, Tyler Humphrey of uh, Baltimore Trauma and Laundry List of other teams. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Tori. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to finally have you on here. This is uh, episode five. I uh, hope this is going to be my last audio-only uh, podcast. If it's not, no one's going to put my feet to the fire. Uh, but for now, it's uh, you know trying to just trying to make a better situation with the uh, with the show. Yeah, it's too so, bad. You, how you uh, doing, man? To see my beautiful face for this one, but maybe we'll have to do it again. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. I've gotten against uh, return, uh, return. Uh, this time and now, I'm, I, I lose out on some words uh, that I need sometimes. But uh, guests, there we go. All right, I need to put this beer away. Uh, you know, I got I got oh, no problem with return guests, and uh, definitely no problem with. Yeah, right. And definitely no problem talking to just old friends of mine to hang to catch up. Uh, all right, man. Let's kick this off so everybody can get a little piece of the story. Uh, where are you from, man? Oh man, that's a complicated question. That's a really hard one to start out with. Uh, I would say I'm from North Carolina, but I've lived uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, Virginia, uh, Ohio, and then moved down to Raleigh, North Carolina, and that's where I, you know, Raleigh, Greensboro, North Carolina. That's where I'm, that's where I'm from. So yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, when you when you got a a few places that uh few places in your back pocket you either go time or uh, or quality of time there you know but yeah that's, i can understand you live in north carolina long enough you'd probably call it that one yeah yeah right, i was man. born in uh, huntington uh, West so every- yeah. and i don't like to tell people that so i just okay. say north carolina <laughs> <laughs> gotcha all right it'll be our secret and obviously until everybody hears us oh, uh, <clears throat> how did how did how did you get started in this uh Sport that we all love, man. Uh, what sport is that? 
No, my bad. Uh, oh, I'm I sorry. Started with uh, <laughs> <laughs> I started playing with uh, with my brother. We actually, uh, I'm kind of a comic book nerd. And me and my brother used to go to this comic book shop when, uh, uh, let's see, I guess I was in elementary school, um, maybe middle school. I don't remember. Probably like sixth, seventh grade, something like that. We used to go to this comic book store and they had a flyer for a uh, paintball place in Worcester, Ohio. Um, and so we were, you know, obviously super intrigued and we went, we went one time and it was just, you know, the same old story. Uh, kid goes out and just has a blast, you know, it wasn't a birthday or anything. It was just me and my brother. And then, um, my parents actually bought us stingrays, like the original stingrays and some JT goggles <laughs> for Christmas that year. And then just literally haven't stopped. And that was a long time ago. So that's where we're at. Nice, man. Well, you're kind of breaking the mold because, uh, you know, you have like 90 something percent of people uh, started out with a with a birthday party. So it's, uh, you know, hearing anything counter to that's kind of interesting. So cool. It's just, you know, start hanging out with your brother and playing paintball. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I can dive deep into what happens after that if you want, or we can save that for later, whatever you think. Oh, uh, yeah, it's on the list um, for sure. Uh, so you know, like you said, you, you're playing some with your brother, hanging out, things like that. You moved to North Carolina. You play a little bit there. Uh, at what point did you go from wanting to play, uh, you know, just Saturday specials or whatever to uh, actually get competition? What made you want to do that? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, at first, uh, living in Ohio, you know, it's – we were like northern Ohio. So, you're talking like eight, nine months of snow on the ground. So, there wasn't – you know, there wasn't ample opportunity to play a lot um, until I moved to North Carolina and then um, just found a local field. It was called Bunkers Paintball. And obviously, you know that. That's where I met you. But um, started playing there. And that was about the time where, like, all the cool magazines were coming out. Like, uh, I can't even, you know, like PGI and paintball too extreme uh, no it was probably before that i don't know this was back in the day when they had like the newspaper paintball magazines if you know what i'm talking about and i remember seeing um, uh the one that was what was that sorry go ahead bro oh, yeah yeah so anyway i saw um skyball i think it was like 90 gosh i don't even know one of those skyball events and i thought that was the coolest thing i'd ever seen that people were actually playing inside a stadium you know and it wasn't in the woods and i remember seeing somebody have like a uh like an acid wash gun um and i'll think of who it was here in a minute but i can't off the top of my head but anyway it was just like completely different than what i'd played before you know in the woods wearing camo and all that kind of stuff and dude i was just so intrigued and that's kind of where it started um you know and then you know uh we kind of got lucky at bunkers paintball just having um maybe not pro players but a lot of like higher amateur players and then like danny manning would show up sometimes and i remember seeing them and thinking you know like they had jerseys and pants you know the whole deal and i just remember thinking all right that's that's what i got to do you know so i was hooked from from bunkers paintball on 
Yeah, I think it's uh, a lot of people don't know, <clears throat> or a lot of people will probably never know uh, about bunkers. That was just a really unique uh, situation of who you got to meet out there between Danny and Jeff Gallatin and and all those guys that were out there. Like that was just a a portal, so to speak, for a lot of people that came through there that, uh, you know, we otherwise probably would have had to play for years before the opportunity to meet all those guys. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, it wasn't SC Village by any means. You know what I mean? Like, there was no uh, Iron Man or anybody <laughs> playing there. You know, we were still playing, like, underneath power lines. and uh, But, yeah, yeah, I mean, there were we had events there. There were, you know, there were legit amateur players out there. Yep. Yep. It's the first time I saw uh gridlock. It's the first time I saw free flow auto cockers. Yeah. You know, I, I remember back then. All right. So you're in North Carolina, you, and then, um, you know, you move on to obviously bunkers had its days and you weren't going to be playing any MPPLs coming out. I'm oh, sorry. What MPPL, the nine and a half world cup out of, out of bunkers. And then after that, uh, you know, you guys started moving on to bigger, better things. So let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, well, we can't just skip over that because me and you played in 99 World Cup together with Stephen Porterfield. And, you know, that was a all-star roster. We didn't exactly win the pro division, but, you yep. know, we didn't get sent home packing real early. <laughs> so that was a good start. Yep, hanging out with uh, Frank and Mike and... Frank and Mike and Steve's dad. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, that – I don't even know. What would we play there? Like, novice or rookie? I don't even know what it was back then. But, uh, like – Yeah, I think it was, like, novice 10, man. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. But, you know, before that, like, we had little three-man events and stuff like that. And I remember when in – I think it was, like, me and maybe Brian Stewart and somebody else, but we won a three-man event. And I'm pretty sure Danny Manning was there playing on a different team um you know and the feeling of winning that tournament and thinking wow i can you know i can actually do this like yeah i probably didn't even hold my gun right back then but still you know i had that uh that competitive drive you know that um i don't know it's hard to describe but there's there's something that happens when you want something so bad that you don't really care about school you don't really care about anything else except how do I get that feeling again? You know what I mean? And that winning that dinky yeah. little three man at bunkers paintball is what sparked it for me. Um, but yeah, after nice. that it went, um, we started playing as a five man team called flip mode, um, which was me and Brian Stewart. Um, oh gosh. I don't even remember everybody's name. Um, but we had quite a few people that played on that. Um, Mike Norton, Frank Brooks, Brandon Rosinski, and then, you know, Steven guessed it on it. You guessed it on it. Like, we had a bunch of people. Um, but we started playing. Remember uh, Gaberski? Yeah, yeah, Mike Gaberski. That was my next-door neighbor. He played with us. Uh, and then, you know, we started winning, winning events with that team. And uh, I remember, like it was yesterday, being at one event and uh, – we're playing in the amateur division, and then there was a novice division, I guess it was called back then, and a team called Mayhem was playing in that. And I knew 
of Lane Wright and Rob Stoninger. And I knew that Rob was local and would sometimes come to these events. And I knew that he helped build this mayhem team, which was Riley Blyton, um, Duder, uh, David Faison, uh, Mike McMurdo. I'm trying to think who else, uh, Nick Matthews. But anyway, I knew that they were going to be good. It was obvious, right? Like everybody else would have, you know, like the the really awful jerseys, like the, I don't want to call anybody out, but you remember the, like those Wicked Impulse and, you know, all those just cheapo jerseys. And then they would roll up in some. Yeah, man, we straight up image jerseys. We live in the middle the of. Nice. Yeah. yeah, we'd roll up in years in North Carolina. So it was Wicked Impulse and Blackstar and Mantis and all that. But uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about as far as the the old school image jerseys. Yeah, yeah. So they they rolled up in some some you know looking the part, and uh, so everybody kind of looked at their team. Even though they were in the novice division, they were they were good enough to play the amateur division at that time. They were winning all those events and. Um, you know, our team was winning a bunch of the amateur events. And then I remember the <clears throat> the event. I had a pretty good game. Shot a bunch of people. Um, and it was like a, one of those games where everything goes wrong. And I think it was me and one other guy versus all five of them. We ended up winning the game. Um, you know, and it, I didn't do anything flashy or anything. I just kind of stayed alive and talked to my teammate. And we ended up pulling it out and... As I'm walking off, I see Rob standing on the sideline watching me. And uh, later on, he sent me a message that was just like, hey, good game. I saw you that game or whatever. And like, you know, as a kid looking up to these people, like I'd seen Rob <laughs> in magazines, like, you know, Image was my favorite team before I even knew that those guys were even local. Um, so, yeah, when he said that, it was, you know, that changed changed my world you know and uh it wasn't long after that like i kind of stayed in touch with them um and they were right down the road i was in raleigh they were in greensboro which is only you know an hour and a half away um but he said you know you guys should come play up here sometimes so me and brian stewart would make the trip up to greensboro and play at paintball central and that was like you know we hadn't seen anything like that um ex-pro players current pro players they were doing scrimmages all the time it was just a uh you know very uh tournament friendly experience there which i'd never seen before you know everything i'd played before was on a plywood field underneath the power lines so uh you know that was a unique experience and it just kind of went from there like we decided to put our two five mans um together and play as I think we played as flip mode the first first time, but we played a amateur open and did pretty decent out there. I think I don't remember that so well. Um, and then we changed the name to Trauma, which we got permission from Jeff Gallatin of Trauma Head uh, to use that name, and that's kind of where it started. And then we played uh, World Cup in oh what was that like two thousand two thousand something like that yeah so that's that's kind of where trauma started and that's where all the juicy stuff happens you know <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, man. And that's, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about classic 10 man paintball. I mean, not, that's not at all to, you know, discredit all that ask you guys did, uh, in the X ball format, but, uh, it is, uh, it is definitely a story to be told about, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of friends, you know, basically from, uh, North Carolina turn into like this powerhouse on almost every level, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to touch on something you said, like, um, it kind of sparked something to me, but so one of the things I'm, I'm really passionate about is that old school, uh, paintball. And, you know, when you said not to take away from what we did in X-Ball or whatever, like X-Ball is great. X-Ball is fine. Whatever. We like, we won in 2005. That was our pro win. So I'll, of course I'll never forget that. Everything from 2003 until that point, uh, it was all just kind of the same. You know what I mean? But if I think back to 10 man, 2001, we're talking 20 years ago. I remember individual games from individual tournaments and I know what place we took. You know what I mean? Like that stuff sticks in my memory because it was what I was passionate about. And it's, you know, to this day, I'm still passionate about it. Like I can't do what I used to do, but I I love it. I love to see it. You know, I went to ICC. I love that. Like seeing everybody playing, doing all that good stuff. Um, You know, that to me is what, the entire industry is kind of missing is that uh, the passion that we, you know, that like your podcast is about that, you know, (laughs) if you go to ICC, every single person there is happy and wants to be there. You know what I mean? If you go to an NXL event and yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm in no way trying to take away from like the current pro players that are playing X ball. Like that is something I can't physically do anymore. Um, I feel like mentally I could, but you know, I, you know, I don't play enough. I'm not as fast as I used to be or any of that stuff. And those guys are, and that's awesome. But that just doesn't, I don't know, man, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't excite me at all. And I think that it burns people out. And I think that it's, you know, overall not ideal for the industry. I think we need to take a step back and and go back to what was fun, you know? Um, I think that need to need to bring back, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know again, it's fun and it's going to grow and people are still going to play it. But uh, X Ball was designed to be on TV. The whole thing when we started playing that in two thousand three was Dick Clark's coming in. We need a TV friendly format, and it's going to bring all this money, and we're all going to be rich, and we're going to be professional athletes and all this stuff. You know, which I bought into it hook, line, and sinker, but. Uh, it's obvious now that's not happening, right? Like we know, <laughs> like that was a pipe dream and it didn't work. And it, you know, none of us started because of that. None of us kept playing because of that. Uh, we thought it might happen, but you know, that didn't really, we were there to win whether the prize was a trophy or whether the prize was, Hey, you're now, a, you know, making a hundred thousand dollar salary to play paintball. We were still going to play you know, we were still going to do our best and do what we did. Um, but, you know, I, that, that just drives me crazy that uh, we talk about it sometimes at PayPal Central that uh, somebody will come out, like these little kids will come out and they'll play. And they're, I see them every weekend, right? They're playing all the time. And then they get into our three-man. We had this little three-man for like beginners, D5 players, that kind of thing. 
and they'll go and play that mm -hmm. and then they'll get hooked into that which is great we want people to have fun and that like that's the whole reason we do it but then they never leave that field like they every weekend they're playing on the airball field on the turf field and they never play anything else again they stay three man and then they go to five man and then they go to x ball and then they get burnt out and never come back you know what i mean and that's kind of you know i it doesn't make sense to me because i've spent over half my life into paintball and i love it and i feel like we're just kicking people out by shoving them up on airball fields every weekend you know until until we take all their money and kick them out Sorry, I yeah, went on a huge a, rant. Definitely I didn't mean to do that, but there it is. No, no, man. It, it's it's great, dude. That's why we're doing this. Um, you know, I, I know what you're talking as far as, you know, like I've been to X-Ball events. I've been to three-mans. I've been to ten-mans. Uh, I mean, your, your three-mans, are they're fun. I was talking to somebody else about that earlier today. Three-man to me is just fun. You know, it's not – it doesn't take, uh, you know, like all the logistics of putting together like a ten-man but uh, and ten man's fun. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I love ten man, and that's what this is about. Um, but at the same time, it's uh, you know, three man's just something you can throw together and go have fun with your friends. Uh, even five man takes a little bit more coordination than that. But ten man, so I, I absolutely love ten man. I'm playing ten man. Uh, I can tell you, like watching, you can watch Go Sports, and uh, you know, Maddie puts together a good show. All these guys put put on a good show. But at the same time, like when you watch it, it's it's real robotic. It's real. Um, I don't know how else it's automa automated, I guess is a way to, I'm not saying that they're not any good. I'm not taking away from what they're, what they're doing, but it seems very, um, uh, choreographed. If there's a better way to say that now, I will no, say I was at the exactly last ICPL. That's exactly yeah, so what it is. You're, you're, I was at this last ICPL. You're coming out with a layout, and you tell people in advance, "This is what you're going to play on." And then, what? I mean, to be the best, you gotta, you gotta take all the chance out of it. You can, you know, you gotta be the best at that layout. So, what do you do? You play that layout one thousand times, and then you go to an event, and you know the top level yeah. pro guys, like they're they're really good at that. Like it, there's not going to be any crazy moves because they know the angles they know the shots they know how to play you know i don't know man but yeah go ahead sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no i i get no no it's fine it's fine uh that's what we're here for uh but i i can tell you like one of the craziest things is i've heard plenty of stories about lasoya over the years i mean obviously the dude's been playing in the same ranks or not the same ranks but you guys have all been in the mix together for a very long time but i did watch him make a move i don't even remember who they were playing but he was playing with infamous at this last icpl and you could just see the gears turning in his head as he was making this play work and it's really you don't see much of that anymore like you every now and then you see somebody pull off a really good move and you're like okay that guy got in like snake 50 and nobody knows and it's uh not a traditional snake it's like that crazy v they've been using and you watch somebody blow a game open and that's pretty cool but when I watched like the wheels turn in this guy's head and watched him like figure out how to make this thing work, it, it was crazy. Um, yeah. It, it was really something cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, it's funny you say that. Uh, uh, who was it? Brandon Mayo. I think somebody. Yeah. I think it was Brandon Mayo posted a video of Oliver doing a move at uh, SC village years back when he played on i think he was on dynasty and he was playing against the iron man 
and it was on this JT field. I was there. I, I remember I must have been standing right next to the guy that was filming it, but uh, he posted this video and it was just Oliver making, you know, one of those big brain moves that he used to make all the time. Uh, and yeah, dude, it's like you watch that and like you get, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I get goosebumps like that. The hair on my arm stands up when I watch stuff like that. And, it, you know, that's the same as it was when I was 20 years old watching this, you know, trying to be that guy. Uh, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, I, I love watching, you know, a little Spica run around and shoot a bunch of people and uh, Mouse and uh, Archie is amazing. You know what I mean? I love watching those guys. It just doesn't do anything like like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember uh, when Ryan shout out one time to Ryan Hart. I definitely stole that uh, shout out part from uh, from the boys over at Play the Game. Uh, but you got to call it what it is. But uh, Ryan used to come back from uh, he. I think he went to uh, NPL Nashville and came back. He's like, you would not believe some of this shit that I saw out there. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. So you guys, uh, you know, you guys are cranking it out at Central. Uh, moving on to bigger, better things. Um, so the question that I ask a lot of people, because uh, me being one of the kids that had a problem with this, is just funds, man. Coming up with the funds to make it work. And so, how did you guys make it work? You know, because some people <laughs> that just have more sponsorships than they know what to do. Some people like, are you, are you stripping at a, at a club? Are you stripping at a, at a nursing home? Like, what do you got to do to make like this, this kind of <laughs> the dough, the dough work? You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Uh, stripping worked well for me so uh, <laughs> no dude i don't know man like looking back on it i don't know how the hell we did that man uh you know i remember <laughs> i remember being completely broke in high school like i i had nothing and my mom would give me 20 dollars and drive me to the paintball field and that $20 would get me one bag of paintballs and <laughs> I would make that last. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it didn't matter just being out there with everybody and playing the occasional game and like trying to get better at it and seeing the new stainless steel die barrel and somebody's dark angel or whatever it was like, you know, that <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. I, I delivered a lot of pizza, uh, I mean, I worked hard. I worked all through high school, college, but yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know how I came up with that money. Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, Brian Stewart used to work at Played Against Sports in Cary, and somehow, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Let's just say Brian Stewart personally sponsored me for a few events, so that was cool. <laughs> Uh, and then once we hooked up with Rob, like, uh, you know, he had already kind of done like the, he was a veteran in the industry by the time I met him. So he kind of already knew, you know, like how to set up a team and get it running and have like team dues and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was hard, man. I mean, like I remember riding in the back of, uh, somebody's pickup truck from world cup uh to north carolina which is i don't know like eight hours in the back of a pickup truck like in the back back in the bed of the truck and uh and i'm pretty sure it was snowing on the way back too so 
Yeah, dude. We oh just, god. Yeah, we would. That was Frank Brooks's truck too. Which oh, that makes total sense because it's Frank's truck. Yeah, yeah. It probably was not uh, safe at all. But anyway, yeah. A similar yeah, story. So, it's funny you should say that. When yeah, I went to World Cup in 04, I had flown. I had moved back to Oklahoma from North Carolina for a short period of time, and uh, I had managed to get a standby ticket from there to Orlando. And when I got to Chicago and I told them I want to go to Orlando, they just laughed in my face because it was a standby ticket. Uh, but I was able to fly to Raleigh and Ryan picked me up and I sat in that little space between his seat and the back of the cab from Raleigh all the way down to Orlando. And it was him driving and uh, Will Robinson uh, sitting in the passenger side just to get down <laughs> to Florida to play. So yeah. uh, it's not as bad as uh, snowing in the back of a truck, but uh, I can, I can. It's when you said it was Frank's truck that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, yeah, dude, we were broke. Uh, but I remember going to a three man with you, and you used to have that Hyundai Tiburon, which I'm sure you busted your ass at the airport throwing bags or whatever you did back then. And I remember you were kind enough to come pick me up because you probably made eight dollars an hour and i probably made four dollars an hour back then i don't remember but but we made it man we got there we we played we made it yeah hindsight hindsight being 2020 my uh my financial responsibilities haven't always been in order to try to play a pro but uh here we are <laughs> here we are <laughs> yep uh yeah ryan told me a story about half the time you guys would go to events that uh you know all these people stay in nice hotels or go out and eat or whatever he's like dude we slept under the truck to get out of the sun and we had like a loaf of bread and a pound of cold cuts and that's how we managed to eat while we were there he's like that's how we stayed skinny that's how we ate that's how we saved money it was just it's funny to hear him tell the stories yeah it's true man and okay think about this not to go back on my rant but uh, Ryan Hart is top three coolest people in paintball and the people that know him know it. Right. But he doesn't have a place in this industry unless we're talking about ICC and the 10 men that I run. And I think that is ridiculous, dude. If you know what I mean? Like we, we put the, I couldn't agree. Like, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Yeah. And there's so many dudes like that, like seeing the people when I have those, 10 man events at my park seeing the people there dude like i mean anytime rocky's around it's a party mike paxson is one of the coolest people <laughs> uh we had richie malashevsky who was my hero back in the day he's there i mean like you gotta have those people because they're they're i mean that's they're the coolest people in the industry man that's that's i don't know it's like history and legend and myths it's and it's all wrapped up in a these people and we kick them out because they can't play airball field. You know what I mean? I mean, you're not going to have like an NFL show and not have Brett Favre or Heinz Ward or take your, or like, you know, take your pick of, you know, just absolute all-stars. You're not going to have an NFL show with commentators that haven't been there and done that. And I don't necessarily, that's not really what I mean about, you know, Ryan and other guys that play like that. It's just that, you know, they were there. They're part of what, you know, made this sport what we follow and what, you know, made us stick with it. And uh, the fact that those guys aren't, you know, still revered is, I'm like you, man, it's just a shame. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't mean to be, I'm not trying to be negative or anything or, or you know, criticize the way anybody's doing anything, but it's just, uh, I don't know. To me, like the more people like that, that love the game, the more we can get them around, the better for everybody. You know what I mean? And I, it, what really struck home to me was uh, seeing all the people complain about uh, whatever that last uh, balloon ball event was. What was it called? Uh, where the grass looked like <laughs> looked like a cornfield. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the Mid Atlantic Open. There you go. Okay, so uh, on one side you got people that are paying thousands of dollars to go to these events and they have to shoot whatever it is, 80 cases of paint. So, you know, everybody going is spending thousands of dollars. So of course they want something better than cornrows. And then on the other side, you got, you know, people like Tom Cole, who I think is an awesome dude. I love him. He's saying, you know, like, Hey, this, here's why it happened. And, uh, you know, please forgive me and we'll do better. And then you have other people that are saying, oh, quit complaining. And we used to play on dirt and rocks. And and the whole argument that on all three sides is just so dumb. It's like <laughs> we're trying so hard to keep this uh, fast-paced air ball, like balloon ball game going for TV. And there's no TV cameras watching, dude. And it just drives me crazy. But um, that, that kind of struck just, home just- to me. Like, like we used to go in the middle of the woods and it was, even if you had a camera, you're not going to see anybody. Like we're wearing camo and goggle flage and we got uh, shrouds on our autococker parts. So you can't see the Chrome. I mean, like <laughs> the game is not meant to be on you, TV, dude. It's meant to have fun. Do you remember uh, at 99 world cup, we got back from, I'm trying to remember what we got back from a game or something like that. And Frank went out and got the pool and had a hole in his foot from something he had stepped on in the wood field. And he was just like pressing on it and the blood was pumping out in the pool. And we were, <laughs> I was ready to throw up, but he was like, Hey, look what happened. Hey, no big deal. Whatever. Yeah. I, I kind of remember that. I don't know, dude. I kind of blocked some of that stuff out. Uh, for sure. I can understand why, but uh, just to, <laughs> you know, to, to speak what you're talking about as far as like just having fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. And for those of you guys listening, this isn't me and Tyler trying to just shit all over, you know, paintball, competitive paintball as we know it right now. We're just a, this is a classic paintball podcast. We're talking about the glory days. We're talking about the resurgence of classic, and uh, that's that's our jam. So, uh, you know, uh, moving on from that. So, uh, you guys, you know, you played with, uh, you played with flip mode, and you played with trauma. What what other teams have you played with? Oh, uh, that's a long list. I played with, I played quite a few events with the, uh, Tauntauns, um, way back in the day when it was Frederick and, uh, and then later on when it was like, uh, little Frank, um, I actually, my first trying to think, okay. I think my first pro game, I guested for aftershock in england uh so back in the day um millennium events it was like seven man um all the americans 
Sorry if you're European and listening to this, but you guys sucked. And all the Americans, every single one of us that went over, were way better than anybody else on any European team. So the only games you had to worry about were the ones against other American teams that came over. Okay? Just to set it up. So anyway, Aftershock's there. I'm I'm there with uh, Rob, Chris Osoya, Oliver. Um, they're playing as Diablo Image. And then... I think, I don't know. I might be getting these events mixed up. Anyways, the first pro event I ever played at, Danny Love is walking on the field. I think it was Posey. Got hammered the night before and nobody could find him. And they had like the first game (laughs) against the Russians. And uh, I think it was Danny Love. I'm pretty sure. was like, hey, kid, uh, we need an extra guy. You want to play? And I was like, me? Okay. And I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt and they gave me some, I think they gave me Posey's jersey and I put it on and ran out there and I was so nervous. We were playing against the Russian Legion. This is back when they held their guns crooked and stuff or like, I don't even know. Yep. Angels, angels and drop boards. Yeah. 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 That. Uh, and I was so nervous. I shot uh, Danny love in the leg on the breakout and he had to wipe that off on the way to the bunker. But anyway, yeah, that was, <laughs> That was the first time I ever played in a pro game. Uh, so that was fun. I bet they don't even remember that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was, I don't even know what we were talking about. I just had to get that story out because I just thought of it. Oh, no, it's fine, man. It's fine. We were uh, we were talking about the teams you had been on. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, I, technically I played for Aftershock once. Um, and then <laughs> um, played for... Moscow Phoenix for a while. Me and uh, Dave Faison, um, we probably had the best deal in paintball at the time. Some Russian dude was just sending us money. He would just wire us money, um, and then he would buy us plane tickets, and then we would go to these events. And he knew that we didn't really like hanging out with the weird Russian guys, so he would put us in like a nice <laughs> hotel, get us our own rental car, and then we would put the Russian guys oh in like God. some yeah some hostel. Uh, the dude had plenty of money. So anyway, he gave me a, a Louis Vuitton uh, bag for Christmas one year because I told him I liked his. It was just one of those. <laughs> I, I don't know how we landed that deal, but it was awesome. Uh, but we played with Mouse back before uh, Mexican supplements. And then we played with uh, Glenn Takamoto. <laughs> played with us, um, <laughs> uh, Chris Lasoya was on the team. And then we had some Russian dudes who, some of them were pretty cool. Um, but yeah. And I'm trying to think, what else? Uh, we played, <clears throat> it was still trauma, but we called it Image. Um, when we played some seven-man events as Image. Um, man, I don't know. I'm sure there's more. Can't think of them. All right. But right right now, you guys are, are holding it down as uh, gridlock and trauma, depending on the event. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I did <clears throat> did play an event with Aftermath, which those guys were okay. really cool. But uh, yeah, that was like at the end of Trauma. Um, I still wanted to play because that's all I had known all my life. And uh, Hinman actually invited me and Faison to play on Aftermath, and so we were we would work Monday through Friday, leave work, go straight to the airport fly to san diego 
uh, we stayed at Mouse's house most of the time, his apartment, which he had like a twin bed. And so we would just sleep on his disgusting floor, um, which was fun. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I had a blast. Um, <laughs> but then we would wake up and play all day Saturday and Sunday. And then we'd go straight back to the airport, fly home, red eye, and then go straight back to work Monday morning. And we did that oh, like, I don't know how many weekends in a row. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play this event because, <laughs> because I've committed to it. But yeah, right after that event, we sent all our stuff back to him in and thanked him. And that was kind of the end of my career as a pro player. Dude, that is brutal, brutal jet lag. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, back then it didn't matter. It was fun. But now you're just uh, you're rolling with a uh, trauma and then CFOA events. Or actually, you're running the CFOA classics, and then uh, whenever you're playing uh, ICC, you're you're rolling as Gridlock, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice yeah, man. Gridlock, which is you know when we play those ten man events, it's people from Crisis like uh, Josh Barton who used to play for us way back in the day on Trauma, and then we got. Robbie Bendig, some of the old school gridlock guys like John Tinker and Shannon and those guys. And then uh, me, Stevie, Reinhardt, David Wooten from back in the day trauma. So it's kind of a mix, but you know, it's still, it's all local people. Yeah. I love seeing you guys at those events, man. It's, it's cool to, it's cool to catch up whenever I get a chance to be, I was so pissed that I didn't get to go to the second CFOA one. Oh yeah. That was a fun one, man. That was a feisty one. Yeah, I had just finished a, a mobilization with the Navy and uh, I had just gone back to my job that kept my job open for two years. And uh, they were like, well, you can go, but uh, you're going to quarantine if you go. Uh, I just didn't have the time to quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think you made the right choice. Yeah, yeah COVID ruins everything. <laughs> Only if you right, let man. Only if you uh, let Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what kind of future plans do you have, man? I know that you're holding it down over there at Central, running a running a tight ship. Uh, what uh, what other future plans do you have? Um, I don't know, man. You got me all uh, hyped up about trying to fix tournament paintball. Which <laughs> tournament paintball is? Uh, you don't get into tournament paintball for the money, by the way. But uh, I don't <laughs> know, man. I feel like we can make the game fun again. Um, but yeah, that's, that's beside the point. I think, you know what? No, there, there's some people that really care about paintball and really want to make it cool. I just, I hope that people don't make it cool by trying to make a better turd. If you know what I mean, let's say, uh, I probably went too far. (laughs) Let's say that, let's say balloon ball is a turd, right? And, and you got, five different guys saying, Hey, I can put a better bow and some sprinkles on this turd and we can make, you know what I mean? And we got all these people (laughs) arguing back and forth about how to make this uh, part of the game better. Uh, And I feel like we just need to go in a completely different direction. And, you know, I'm not saying it's gotta be mechanical 10 man, but like the seven man MPPL was fun. 10 man back in the day was fun. There's a lot of fun ways to play that don't always have to have balloons on the field and turf, you know what I mean? And they don't have to have 20 foot net and they don't have to have uh, teams shooting 600 cases of paint every event. 
Um, sorry, I did the rant thing again. My bad. Um, no, it's fine, man. That's what we're here for. Yeah, but future plans. Um, I actually am super passionate about coffee, and I started making my own coffee. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, dude. And it's pretty good. Um, and Rusty Glaze is building my website as we speak, but it's uh, ninecoffee.us. Oh, yeah? yeah, and so... I'm going to have to sell some coffee beans to people. But uh, besides that, it's just, um, dude, Paintball. Paintball Central. We got three parks. Where's your uh, Where's your hookup for, for coffee from? Uh, the beans are actually uh, roasted locally here in Greensboro um, until I get my own roaster. And Okay. Yeah. I, my, uh, my good buddy Jay McLean made me a label and some graphics, and we're just going at it. Mainly, I just wanted to but, sell enough of it to feed my own addiction. So, and it's just kind of <laughs> gone from there. So, yeah. Talk um, to me uh, off offline after this about it. Okay. I, I may or may not be a, a, a caffeine addict myself. Yeah, buddy. All right. So, future plans. Here's a here's a fun question uh, that I've been asking people, and because you know we're all paintballers and we've all been there and done that. Do you have a favorite gun that you wish you never got rid of? Uh, okay. So I'm probably not going to be <laughs> as fun as most people. Um, I honestly, I didn't really, my whole paintball career, I didn't really care what my gun looked like or, <laughs> or what, like we used to get some die guns. I, I'm not that dude, man. I got like, I use Jacko sent me a, uh, one of those plastic emac guns and it is the best shooting gun and that's what i shoot and it's got a barrel on it other than that it's bone stock and it's awesome and <laughs> that's kind of how i was uh die sponsored us for years this drama and they would send us guns and they would you know some of them were like blemished and stuff i didn't care at all dude i'd shoot any of them um but the only guns that have a story to me are from way back in the day so like some of those old free flow auto talkers I used to have. Um, there's actually one in particular. See, okay, that's a good question because now you got me thinking. But there is one in particular, and I, I believe <laughs> that Big Bob Quaz owns it. And it's a, uh, it's like a chrome. I don't even know what kind of milling it is. It's awesome, but it was the best shooting gun I ever had. I think I used it in like 2001, maybe. Um, it's a, uh, I think it was a bullseye auto cocker. And it was great, and I wish I had that. But I would, nice, but I wouldn't yeah, use Alex it. and Bob. Or... I would still use the Emac. I just want it. Oh yeah, for sure. I get that. Um, I definitely get that. Yeah, and I shoot an Emac too. I mean, like I told you earlier, whenever we were talking, man, like, father of four, I got like two jobs basically, and uh, you know, I'm if if I could, I mean, obviously, I'd have like a splash acid anno laser engraved monstrosity and be awesome but uh i don't play enough to really justify winning one of those so get it yeah that uh that emac is just uh i don't want to say one of the best guns ever made but uh for what it is it has definitely revolutionized a lot of uh what we're doing i knew at some point like technology was going to catch up with the sport you know whenever you, people are still paying over a thousand dollars for guns and that's that's not to say they're not good guns they're good they're nice they're uh 
you know, put them on a coffee table as an art piece. But as far as having something that's just going to work when you need it to work, uh, I'm definitely going to get on the train with you um, about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, there, to me, there's still a place for those high-end guns. Like, you know, people still do hot rod cars and all that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, those, uh, high-end guns are cool for what they are. Like, people are still going to, there's always going to be a demand for that. But yeah, if you want a awesome working mechanical gun, uh, talk to Jacko. He's got the hookup. For sure. And he's sure. not paying that guy's, me, uh which maybe he should, but he's not paying me. I'm just saying that because it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I'm still doing this whole podcast out of my back pocket because it's something I love. But uh, <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to speak the truth that, you know, if I want something to work and I want it to shoot well, then there's a reason I own it. Yeah. Uh, dude, here, this is gonna. This could possibly turn into a long list, but uh, let's let's hear some shout outs and sponsors and people and stuff like that. You know, you were talking about, you know, Ryan Hart being amazing. I I took. 13 year break because you know, all my disposable income went away whenever I joined the military and Ryan was still hanging out, talking to me like every weekend, like, you know, just one of my friends was, you know, my wedding and, you know, and when paintball wasn't there, he still was. So, uh, yeah. you know, those kind of people in your life, uh, go a long way. So let's, let's hear that list, man. Oh man. Oh, that's a tough one, dude. That's like, I've been in this right? game a long, long time and there's a lot of people, that uh you know like there's people that i couldn't have done it without them there's a lot of those and then there's also those people that like just by watching them left a mark on me you know what i mean um like we mm -hmm. can go all the way back to like seeing richie malsheski in um videos or magazines seeing people like uh ld um seeing people like fast paul who i got to see uh, he used to play on image way back in the day um got to see him at icc it was the first time i ever met him which was weird because you know like in the paintball industry a lot of people know who i am this guy had no idea who i was and he was my hero 22 years ago and so i got to meet him so i was like a little starstruck to meet this guy but it was awesome um People like that. There were a lot of guys on Image. Like I said, that was my favorite team before I even knew that Lane and Rob lived right down the street from me, you know, like an hour away. Um, and then once I knew that, you know, watching people like Opie play, like Opie was the most intense guy I've ever seen play payball, besides maybe Billy Saransky or someone like that, or uh, Frank the Tank. But anyway, like all those guys, um, I remember watching. Uh, little John on uh, Bob Long's Iron Man, like he was amazing. I saw him do stuff I'd never seen anybody do. Um, somebody that everybody forgot about was BJ from Strange Man. That guy, like I used to watch him. I mean, we were playing, we were competing against them, but I would watch him and just be in awe. Uh, you know, besides he had this high pitched like bird voice, he was just amazing <laughs> at like reading the field and. I mean, he, him and Oliver were the best at like reading the field and pulling off crazy moves. Um, so yeah, those guys, um, Johnny Perchak and BC from dynasty way back in the day, Johnny probably doesn't even remember this, but <clears throat> we went to, we went and played at SC village and somehow we ended up with Oliver and Johnny Perchak and it was me and Brian Stewart 
Um, I don't even remember. We went to dinner somewhere. Like it, these, these guys were some of my heroes, you know, like I would see them at events and watch them play and stuff. Oliver was like a God, you know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody looked up to him. And then Johnny was just like the coolest guy, um, you know, and brought us into this indoor and we played like two on two, me and Johnny versus Oliver and Beast Stew. Like, um, you know, those are times I'll never forget. You know what I mean? Just like being starstruck and being with your heroes, playing with them. And they're also cool guys, you know, like stuff like that. You'll never forget. Um, but yeah, a lot of the image guys looked up to them. And then when we started playing amateur events, it was kind of cool because we were amateur B when like strange was amateur a, and then we knew all the pro teams. And then when image fell apart, we got Rob and Opie and turtle. Um, and we moved up to amateur a, so we weren't a threat to the pro teams. Um, so like we were good and we were the cool kids and we had some, you know, X image players on our team. So like all the pro teams liked us and you know, so just getting to meet all those guys, man, like Bob Long's guys, the Iron Man dudes, um, you know, Maddie, seeing Ro uh, Yosh when he was on the Iron Man. Um, back in the day, Rich Telford, I thought was like this, you know, godlike leader. Um, man, there are a lot of a lot of dudes. I could keep going, man. That, this would take an hour for me to go through all these people. But, uh, <laughs> was Billy Saransky. Someone's got some history. I figured it would take a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could go on forever, man. But yeah, Billy Saransky one time, um, grabbed me at a bar and out of the blue. Like, I, I don't know if he was drunk. I don't know what was going on, but he grabbed me and he headbutted me right in my forehead. And he's like, you gotta oh. compete. And I was like, what is he talking about? And I think, that what he was trying to say, I don't know. I should ask him one day, but I think what he was trying to say is that that we were getting a little soft and he could tell. And he was just trying to say that we need to put everything. This is what I took from it. I don't know. He was probably just drunk yelling at me. I don't know. But he just kept saying compete and headbutting me in the forehead. And, <laughs> and I took from <laughs> it that he thought that I needed to put my all into this game and i did after that i don't know it was amazing but um uh gosh paul richards i don't know if you remember him rest in peace uh he came on and coached us one year um and he's one of the strange guys right uh he no he was uh are we talking about no he was um he used to coach like uh Tampa Bay Damage. Um oh okay, yeah. Matthew uh, Richards. Anyways, shame on me for yeah. not knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. So he um oh, Paul Alders is another one from Strange, but anyway, yeah. So he came that's, on and coached that's us. who I was thinking of. Yeah, and this was real late in my career or whatever, but just the amount of knowledge that that, that guy had put together over the years. Because he was around back in the day and then he got into coaching X Ball and all that and like I don't know. That guy just was another level of reading the game from the outside, from a coach's perspective. Um, so yeah, I got a lot out of him, but I mean, the main the, the people like Rob Stottinger, I couldn't have done any of this without him, obviously, you know what I mean? Like he's the one that sparked my whole career and brought me in and um, you know, and then now my, my actual career, you know, he's responsible for that too. Um, 
and Lane Wright was huge. But there's, I don't know, there's just so many. I could go on and on. <laughs> but I won't. It's, it's I mean, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's it's a lot of history, man. So that's that's a that's a fun question I have for for someone who's got some history uh, like you do. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm uh I'm out of questions. It's usually uh usually try to keep this about a about an hour. I could go on for hours talking about uh, things you did or the good old days or what, but, uh, I don't have that kind of bandwidth and, uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I feel but, like dude, you. thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and talking, man. Thank you for taking the time. You know, I, I miss you guys. I hate that I'm four hours away and it can't come down there whenever I want to. I can't, uh, I'm not gonna be able to play the CFOA, but I'll be damned if I'm, I'm not going to at least come down and hang out for a little bit. Uh, whenever you guys run that. Yeah. For but, sure, uh, dude. Yeah, but yeah, maybe uh, I try to. I was gonna try to get to sit down with you and Ryan at a at a bar uh, while we're there. We'll see how that pans out, though. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, and I was gonna say, dude, uh, yeah, like this is, yeah, I wanna. We we're gonna have to do this again so we can just do stories, okay? Because we didn't do any stories, but we'll we'll do it again, man. And I really for sure love that's this show. I haven't watched the what? Oh, speaking of which, you did one with Manny. Uh, who, dude, I was terrified of that guy when he played on Aftershock. I remember we went to a uh, a practice one time and the All-Americans and Aftershock, we pull up to this place and they're just shooting the shit out of each other, dude. And they get into this <laughs> brawl, like a fist fight. And I see like people swinging tanks and all this stuff. And this, we're like, I don't know, 17 years old. Like we're kids. And these grown men are just like going at it. And I remember seeing Manny in the middle of that. And I thought, <laughs> I will never get on that guy's bad side. And honestly, I was scared of him for <laughs> the first few years while we were playing pro. I just kind of kept my distance. But I saw him at ICC and because he was on your podcast and I started talking to him. And he is, man, that guy's a sweetheart, dude. I love Manny. And we, we were talking He's so cool, like man. 30 He's such a good dude. So anyway, I love your podcast. It does good things. It brought me and Manny together again. And I appreciate that. Well, thanks, man. It's uh it's uh he actually asked me, like, you know, why are you interviewing me? And I was like, there's there's so many people that were involved uh, you know, in the culmination of this sport really kind of getting some speed. And uh the dude was he was like a cornerstone of a team and a lot of people like people like him, Eric Felix, O Pollock, like names that people forgot a long time ago were absolute cornerstones of teams. And I just the you know the stories that I like to like to hear like you just like you know you just uh came up with there's just so much to it. And uh you know we could just go on for hours and I look forward to doing that a lot more. So thanks thank you for the kind words man I appreciate it and uh, that's part of why I'm doing this is there's just there's so many stories uh you know from this from this from back in the day so i hope to get quite a few of them yeah buddy sounds good to me man all right man well you have yourself a good night and uh, i'll look forward to talking to you in the future man all right love you tori later buddy love you too man take it easy buddy Welcome back, everybody. 
Hope you enjoyed the show. That was Tyler Humphrey, episode five of Relic, a classic paintball podcast. An old friend of mine, it was really great to catch up with. Uh, Tyler, hope to have you on the episode some more later and uh, looking forward to then. Uh, shout outs and thank yous after the ICC. Oh my God, this list just goes on and I'm, I couldn't be any more happier or blessed uh, because of it, but uh, I'll, I'll do what I can here. Uh, first and foremost, Steve McGuire from Popular Unknown Paintball Podcast. I can't thank you enough for the technical help, for the encouragement, for the uh, handshaking, the the introductions, and um, I really just can't thank you enough, buddy. I appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing your podcast do well and uh, working with you in, in the future. Eric Sanchez, buddy, I hope your luck gets better. Everybody that I've had on the show before, uh, Eric, obviously, I hope your luck gets better. Uh, Manny, it was great to see you. Justin, great to see you. Alex, uh, didn't want to wake you up from your beauty sleep, but uh, it was great to see all of you guys there. Uh, Andrew and Tom from Alley Remember Foundation, you guys were, you guys were fantastic uh, as far as just really having you know someone to talk to. Um, while I was there and uh you know if you haven't checked those guys out you definitely need to see what they're all about um <clears throat> I get a little lump in my throat here Andrew Andrew uh has done something good um uh, for a lot of people in a in a situation that he's found himself in in his life and uh you should definitely go over there and check that out and um uh, we'll we'll move on from that but uh definitely make sure you take a chance to to check it out uh Carl buddy Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. I'm glad the ASA is holding up on your marker. Uh, thank you to Chris Wrangle for starting Veteran Militia and giving me a home away from home. Uh, had a fantastic time playing with the Veteran Militia guys and uh, look forward to uh, many more events with them later on. Other than that, uh, the list of all the new friends and acquaintances I made while I was there are just too long to attempt. So uh, I'll just say it was a pleasure meeting all of you. Uh, looking forward to talking to you again. And uh, as far as that goes, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, looking forward to uh, the next episode of Relic, a classic paintball podcast. <laughs>